Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. One of the great things about listening to our show here at FNTSY Radio is if you're listening on demand on the FantasySportsNetwork.com website or listening on the app or iHeart or TuneIn, is you can always message me after the show, at Craig Mish, any fantasy questions you may have. The only question left for this show is in our You Make the Call what you guys wanted to hear about. And you can find out the answer to that next as FST continues. Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish back with you for hour number two of the show on demand. It's a two-hour tour. Thank you for making this your choice for fantasy baseball discussion. You can hit me up here on the show, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Hope you enjoyed that first hour of Brad Ziegler and I. And look, there are things in life that happen. There are people that you meet over the course of your life. And there are friends that you make. But I am completely convinced, and for those of you who know me, okay, I've been doing this for a long time. And for those of you who know me, I'm going to tell you this. Wait until we get to football season and hear how much Brad Ziegler can break down football. You just, you have no idea. Like, I I joined leagues with him uh, in in dynasty leagues and best balls and, and things like that. And his knowledge of it, is far like I, I thought me watching college football, and I'm going to convince him by the way to watch college football too. In fact, we got to get John uh, Laub on here to do our uh, college football fantasy when we get to August. And when we get to that point, I guarantee you, you're going to come away from thinking that not only is Brad a a former pitcher and a good uh, analyst on baseball, I would put him up against any other person that does fantasy football in the country. I would. Now, maybe you wouldn't put me up there in that, and that's fine. I'm not. I'm, that's perfectly. I, I think that fantasy football is a lot easier than baseball. I don't think it takes a lot to draft twelve dudes. Like it's three months away. Call me the night before the draft, and I'll I'll take a look online, and I'll be good. That's my opinion. That's not to take away from anything that we do here at Roto Experts either. By the way, let me let me not diminish that. All I'm saying is the guy knows his stuff, and once we get him into the fight with Craig Mish groove a little bit, you're going to hear radio like you haven't heard in a long time. I, I, I feel it. I know it. I, I believe that this is coming. I wouldn't just say that if that was the case. Or maybe I would. I don't know. I'm, I'm fake sometimes. But anyway, thanks again to him coming on the show. Okay, so our You Make the Call segment, it was a close one. It was a close one uh, on today's show, uh, Bavona. So let me see what how we ended up doing here. What what did what did the people want to talk about? Are the votes in? Are they final? 
yet? Uh, I believe they are final, and I'm just going to, again, I got I to go scroll back for these. Because oh, you're always so slow with this, man. Come on. I know. I know, and I actually have you to gotta, apologize You don't do enough. You only produce eight shows and cut 50 <laughs> promos and voice everything here. You don't do enough. We need to produce. We need to have you on the next show. All right, here on we go. Full time fantasy. You got to produce it's, that. Uh, it's coming up. It's like somewhere right around. It's a tie. Here. It's a tie. It is a tie. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a tie between top fantasy closers and uh, replacing Carrasco. I guess you got to talk about both. And uh, talking about my dog came in twelve percent. Yeah, you didn't get any votes. That's you okay. You didn't get any votes. Again. No, that's all right. That's all right. One day we'll get there. One he's day a, we'll get there. He's a good dog still. We, we, what all. we need mm-hmm. what we need to do, Chris, is yeah. is some because we're we're getting ready to wrap up the first week here, and then the next week we're gonna you know even take it to the next level. Now that we've we've got our feet under us a little bit, what I need you to do over the weekend is anything wacky that happens to you, just send me a text. So so come next week, I can include these in the choices, and eventually we'll get enough people to, to vote for you, and, and, uh, and, and then we'll talk about it. But I'm going to put them in there. Every, every single day that I do this show, there will be the option for you to speak about something wacky on the program. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. All I appreciate right. it. There you go. Okay. So All please right. do that. Chris Bavona. You got it. By the, by the, by the way, every time that we, we do this show, I've been thinking, we're going to have to do it and get a little drop. I'll ask him to do it. But I was thinking about doing a segment called My Bavona, like My Sharona by the Knack. That like my, my Bavona. Come on, I love I it. I think so. I think so. Let's 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 consider that. Yeah, because Mike Cardano was supposed to come on the show. I had a segment planned for him tomorrow. He backed out. Like a so. Bounce. Yeah, yeah, not good. So I mean, oh. our, our first week already he's already backing out on me. So that's yeah, all right. So uh, yeah, so uh, let's let's consider a my Bavona segment. Something like maybe you could sing over my Sharona and fantasy. Make my Bavona. No. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, coming up, by the way, in about fifteen minutes from now. My good friend from Fantasy Alarm, Matt Sells, has been covering the MLB draft over the last three days. And what I did this morning is I asked him to come up with the players that you think in the draft that are going to be fantasy stars. And what we'll do is we'll bring you on the show. And when you get the ones that you get right, we'll, we'll play them as the open for the show in the future. And he agreed to do that. So Matt Sells is going to come on the show about one twenty Eastern and break down the the uh, the draft from a fantasy baseball perspective. He's he covered it for three days. He didn't leave his house. He never leaves his house, but really today he didn't, he didn't uh, leave his house. Okay, so the Twitter vote basically said I'm going to talk about closers. So that's certainly what we'll do here in the segment. Now before the year. If you want to go on Twitter, which is where I do a lot of the social media work, I do not have Facebook. For those of you who have heard me on my previous show, I'll make it clear on this show too, I do not have Facebook, okay? It is a fake Facebook Craig Mish account. I spell my name M-I-S-H. The person who runs that account spells it M-I-S-C-H. That does not stop me every year in March from getting birthday wishes. It is not me. I am not on Facebook. You may ask the question, and I'll answer it honestly. Why am I not on Facebook? When Facebook started many, many years ago, my wife and I decided we were not. We were going to have a pact and not join Facebook, and that was the story, and we have stuck to that. We have not had Facebook since then. Twitter is more for work and for business, so I am on that. I am also not on Instagram. So if you follow me on Twitter, at Craig Mish. I tweeted before the season, you can do a search, like go in your little search box and search for this. 
And I got destroyed for this tweet going into the fantasy season. I got annihilated, pummeled, killed. Is there another word? I said at the beginning of the fantasy season to mark this down. In fact, I think I said it when he got traded. Mark this down. Ken Giles will save more games than Edwin Diaz. Now, you're listening to me say this now and probably thinking to yourself, that's not a big deal. But close your eyes and dream four months ago, five months ago, and try coming up and making that statement and considering that Craig Mish said that Ken Giles would save more games than Edwin Diaz. Take a look at the comments. If that was ever an old takes exposed tweet, that would have probably been it. But that just shows you about closers in fantasy, man. You cannot trust these guys. Did you really think that Edwin Diaz was going to bust out and save another 60 games this season for the Mets? Did you think that Shane Green was going to lead the American League? I've been talking about closers for a decade, and that just kind of goes to show you I took my shot. Now, right now, Edwin Diaz has 13 saves. So let's assume at the, at the halfway point we're, what, like a month from that? He'll probably have almost 20 saves, I would think, by that time. So he'll be on pace to close to 40 saves. Ken Giles has 11 saves. Think about that for a second. And, and where you drafted Edwin Diaz in fantasy versus where you drafted Giles, you basically got two more saves from Diaz, better ERA from Ken Giles, about the same strikeouts. It's been the same. And you drafted Ken Giles like eight rounds later in fantasy baseball. Hopefully, at some point, someone is going to learn their lesson with this. I just don't think so. It doesn't stop. It's every year. It's the elite closers. There are no elite closers in fantasy. There are players that have great years and save a lot of games. There are no elite closers. And next year, we'll be right back here on this show. Definitely can say that now at this point. And someone will call up or someone will send me a message saying Brad Hand is an elite closer based on the year. Kirby Yates is an elite closer based on the year. And one of those two guys will not save games <laughs> next year. It happens every single time. Uh, Yates, Green, Hand, Chapman. Those have been, I, I suppose you could say, the four best closers so far this season. Green is the one that is interesting because... He, I believe he got hurt last year right before the trade deadline, and that zapped his value. But the Tigers, who are going nowhere fast this year, and I would say probably nowhere fast next year, if, if I am them, that is the one player that I would trade. So if you own green in a fantasy league that you basically are sitting there and you are way ahead in the saves category because you got green at the end of the draft and he ended up giving you on pace for 40 saves – I would get rid of him. I would trade him as fast as I possibly could. There really is no clear-cut handcuff in Detroit either, but if someone is that silly into thinking that he'll be on the Tigers on August 1st, you're out of your mind. They're going to trade him. A couple of other players who have, have racked up some saves that I wanted to touch on, Luke Jackson of the Atlanta Braves. Now, he's blown a few. But he has eight saves so far for them. Vizcaino and Minter, who you would hear people say at the beginning of the season, or maybe you thought this in fantasy, if I just pair Vizcaino and Minter, I know that I have the closer, and I know that I have the handcuff, and you got neither. That's, that's the saves category in, in fantasy. Now, Jackson's done a good job, 
and he's he's shut the door a few times for Atlanta. But I simply do not think that the Braves come July 31st are going to go into the stretch run in the postseason and go to that ninth and have Luke Jackson there. Webb has done a good job for them, too, by the way. Let's not ignore him. He's done a really nice job for the Braves. But I think they go outside of the organization and they grab maybe a column A or they grab a Sergio Romo or just somebody on a team that's probably not going to make the postseason. I, I, I would think that that is it. Uh, I wonder if if Cleveland, by the way, with the season that Brad Hand is having, that they would consider doing something with him. That'd be interesting. Uh, Roedis Elias. This is the funny story with with closers. Like this is okay. So back in in b- before April, right? Oakland and Seattle they end up going overseas to play their first few games, and I believe they came out of that series with Roedis Elias having two saves. And then I think in the first week of the season, he picked up his third save. He's got five saves on the year. (laughs) How much fab budget, how much money, what kind of waiver capital did you try to get Rowanis Elias in thinking he was the closer for Seattle? You probably should have traded him after he got those three saves. It's too late now. He's going to do nothing the rest of the year. Probably won't even be uh, the, the closer there. Who even knows if he'll be on the team in a month from now? And the one player who's racked up saves kind of like Luke Jackson that's been really surprising for me has been uh, Hansel Robles of the Los Angeles Angels. And by the way, not just getting saves, but also pitching really well for them out of the bullpen, even in some non-save situations. I think he had a a streak going of, of about six or seven games where he didn't give up a run. So his ERA is probably mid-threes at the end of the season. I don't know that the Angels could even move him for anything. I'm not sure. There's a chance that at the end of the year we could look up because you had to know that Cody Allen was not going to get saved. Like You had to know that a week or two into the season he was going to lose his gig. Another silly silly thinking into thinking that he would do that. Uh, Robles is the guy, I, I guess. And the Angels, I don't think, are winning anything. So I probably would give Robles a plus five or plus 10 for saves the rest of the year. He could end up with 16 or 17 saves. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. His stuff looks pretty good. He's getting strikeouts. Angels aren't scoring a lot of runs, so he's going to be in some competitive games. Not somebody that should be on the waiver wire anymore. That's, that's, uh, That's definitely for sure. So anyway, that's your You Make the Call segment. You made the call. You asked me to talk about closers in fantasy baseball. I begrudgingly did it, and we avoided the disaster that would have been Chris talking about his dog on the air for 15 minutes. We avoided that, so that was good. Uh, coming up in uh, about five minutes from now, we're going to be joined by Matt Sells of Fantasy Alarm and go through some of the potential players in dynasty leagues in baseball that were just drafted over the last 72 hours that maybe in fantasy you should be targeting. It'll give you some of the stars from that. Uh, real quick, some non-fantasy type news that I wanted to uh, to give you here real quick. Uh, because I, I, the one thing I want to do is at least mention things that are happening in sports, even though we don't, we're, you know, our primary focus here is baseball and it is fantasy baseball. Uh, the Belmont Stakes is this weekend. Does anybody care? Does Has anybody paid attention to the Triple Crown this year after the Kentucky Derby debacle? Nope, no one. Uh, let's see. Uh, the, the favorite is Test of Champions. Okay, if you say so. That's great. I, I, I grew up watching the Triple Crown with, I think it was with my dad. 
really enjoyed it each year. But it's so funny now that in this day and age of things that we need to happen, it's like if the if the horse does not win the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness, there's zero interest in the Belmont. And there used to be interest. People used to be interested in seeing the Belmont regardless. And I understand in Elmont, New York, they're going to pack it in. A lot of people are going to go watch it regardless. But it is strictly those people who go watch it there. And that's it. So... Just wanted to mention horse racing because every once in a while I'd like to mix it up and talk about some different things. Also, a quick update in uh, at City Field today. The Giants are taking on the Mets, and right now the score is 2-2. Two to two. Uh, Med Rosario has hit his eighth home run. Dominic Smith has hit his fourth. For the Giants on their side, Brandon Belt has hit his ninth shot of the year. For the Mets today, it is Zach Wheeler on the mound. Can't figure out him this year. Thought he would have a phenomenal year. He's been better. Four innings pitch, two hits, two and runs, one walk, and four strikeouts. Again, 2-2, two, two, San Francisco and New York. Pirates lead the Braves 3-1. to one. Pittsburgh got a home run from Gregory Polanco, his sixth. Colin Moran, his eighth. Atlanta in the first inning got their uh, 16th home run from Freddie Freeman. Chris Archer has thrown two innings pitched with an earned run. Mike Fulton, which getting bombed again. His ERA is six and a half. It's been a very tough start to the season for Mike fulton and the Rays have a one nothing lead on Detroit in the top of the first inning. We'll update the games as we go here on Fantasy Sports Today. If you're listening on demand, sorry for the old updates of baseball, but hey, this is a live show. Fantasy Sports Today rolls on with Matt Sells. Don't go away. The window. Over under 24 and a half touchdown passes for Matthew Stafford this year. He has a big arm. He's thrown for 5,000 yards before. He throws for a lot of yards every year, really, except for last year. He was a bust. But now you got this tight end involved. I think that's going to help his touchdown progression. Yep. You got Kenny Galladay, who's turning into an elite wide receiver. I think this offense is better than it used to be. I think that Stafford could easily get himself to 27, 28 touchdowns. He's done it before. Watch live on the FNTSY YouTube stream. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 961 
become best friends. Yep. The best friends forever. Dungeon Ryu is the best pitcher in baseball in 2019. Week after week, start after start. Best pitcher ever? No. <laughs> the dude just puts up zeros. Absolutely ridiculous for the Los Angeles Dodgers as his line. You, you read it out loud. It's seven innings, three hits, no runs, two Ks, 100 pitches, over seven innings of work. Didn't name him. Watch live on the FNTSY YouTube stream and download the podcast on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish with you here until 2 o'clock Eastern, and then we're going to turn it over to our good friends, Dr. Roto and Adam Ronis, full-time fantasy. They're coming up. Can't wait to listen to their show as they dive into everything going on in the world of fantasy, the world of sports. Adam Ronis, a uh, very big basketball fan. I know that he picked the Raptors last night, and he was correct. They won that game outright, getting four and a half points, so good job by him. You can find Matt Sells over at Fantasy Alarm. It sounds like he's uh, on daddy duty today as well, as well as fantasy duty. Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, too. And, yes, I am on daddy duty at the moment and talking baseball and NASCAR. So, a lot going on today. I know. You you won the uh, FSTA award last year for uh, best NASCAR rider. The only problem is I know nothing about it, so it's really hard for me to ask you. Just feed me the questions <laughs> next time, and then I'll – I'll ask them to you the right way. Uh, you know, Matt, you know, for us, you know, you and I are big baseball fans and big fantasy baseball fans. And so what I tried to do on Monday and Tuesday of this show was just enlighten people to the possibilities of which players drafted could have a fantasy baseball impact in the future. And the reason why, Matt, is because I feel like at least give people some name recognition of who these players are. So when they're potentially available to you in dynasty leagues or even redraft leagues, you can remember and say, oh, I recall when Craig or Matt or anyone else talked about them. So uh, I would just I'm curious your general overview from a fantasy perspective, how you covered it for Fantasy Alarm and what you thought of it, at least initially uh, overview wise. So I did pick by pick analysis of the first 41 picks. Yes, that seems like an odd number, but it's basically every pick before the second round actually started. Um, and I tried to break down the guys, you know, is how scouts see them, and then also kind of fit in comps, because everybody loves those comps. And then, you know, kind of talk a little bit about fantasy value. It's a little tricky to do that with guys that are getting drafted this year, because for the most part, you're not going to see them in a major league stadium for like at least two years. So the fantasy value is a little tricky, but there are guys at the top that will have more immediate fantasy value than guys getting drafted even further down in the first round and then, you know, rounds two through 40. Yeah, I, I think that for me, Matt, when I look at it, you know, the first pick is, is always the one that gets the most attention. And so we can kind of start off with that. Uh, Adley Rutschman, the catcher. He was the first catcher to go first overall since Joe Maurer. And then the second pick in the draft was Bobby Witt Jr. And I, it's, I think it's clear to everybody that Witt Jr. may have the highest ceiling of anyone in the draft in terms of both reality and fantasy, but we ain't going to see him for like three years. So let's talk about Rutschman and if there was anyone else that was taken early enough for you that you think we could see, let's say, Matt, in two or three years. Who are those players? Uh, so I think you're right on Bobby Wood Jr. I think he's got higher ceiling than some of the other guys taken in the top five. There was an interesting comp made actually by Jim Callis 
during the draft, he comped Bobby Witt Jr. to Patrick Mahomes in the excitement level that he can bring to the field that he's playing on. Bobby Witt Jr. is that good. Uh, getting to Adley Rutschman, I think right now, as he enters the minors, I think he's the best catching prospect in baseball. Uh, he's a masterful defensive catcher, but he's also got a serious bat. Uh, I've been comping him to the defense of Buster Posey, you know, when Buster Posey was fully healthy and not like 35 years old. And a bat that's similar to Gary Sanchez. I think that's the kind of package you're getting in Rutschman. But he is a catcher, and catchers usually take a little longer to develop than other guys. So I think it's still going to be two years for Rutschman. If we're talking guys at the top of the first round that you could see sooner rather than later, I actually think the guy that went by number three, Andrew Vaughn, mm-hmm. is the first bat to arrive in the majors from this class because he's that polished. Uh, he doesn't have that much learning to do in the minors. He saw pretty good stuff in the Pac-12. Uh, and let's face it, the White Sox are rebuilding. They want young guys up sooner rather than later. And Jose Abreu is not getting any younger. So you've got Vaughn who's going to replace Jose Abreu. I think he's up at the start of maybe 2021. I think mm-hmm. it's that fast for Andrew Vaughn. Yeah, that, he's an interesting name, and I know a lot of teams wanted him. Uh, people feel like he is the most polished bat and the safest bat in the first uh, 10 picks or so. The Marlins ended up taking Matt J.J. Blade from Vanderbilt, left-handed hitter who leads all of college baseball in home runs, and, and Vanderbilt's still in the college uh, baseball playoff in the World Series that's going on coming up this weekend. Were there any other offensive players that you saw taken in the first round that could be of that pedigree in the first five or six picks, or was that it for you? Uh, it was kind of a top-heavy offensive uh, draft. I mean, obviously, it made history the first round did because it started with six straight position players, which has never happened before. There's always a pitcher taken in the top six picks except until this year. Uh, but J.J. Bleday, as I've talked to you about on Twitter, I think he's a phenomenal outfield bat. I think the, the power plays. Uh, the 26 or 25 home runs he hit in the regular season is not a fluke. He's got a swing that will produce that kind of power, even in pitcher-friendly Marlins Park. Uh, so, you know, the top four or five guys, I think, were the cream of the crop in terms of bats and and really big fantasy impact. That's not to say that other guys can't develop into that, but those are immediate fantasy impact kind of guys in you know, two years or so. Matt Sells is with us from Fantasy Alarm, and we're talking about the 2019 first-year player draft in Major League Baseball, which just ended, and kind of going through some of the fantasy players that could come out of that. Uh, moving on to pitching, this was a little bit different of a draft. Sometimes we see guys, as you mentioned, Matt, in the first five, and even a college pitcher like Casey Mize, who was taken last year, is phenomenal this year. Looks like next year he could be in the big leagues. That's pretty quick. I don't really see anyone, though, in, in the first 15 or 20 picks that I think can be that. W- were there anyone even in, in college or high school that you saw taken in the first two rounds that if you're in a dynasty league you would uh, lock into and say, give me this guy for the future? Um, there are a couple of guys, yeah, they went, they went later in the first round. 
the first pitcher off the board was Nick uh, Lodolo out of TCU. I think he's a serviceable major league pitcher. I think he's a number three starter. That doesn't get anybody terribly excited for fantasy because it's all about the number ones and number twos. Uh, then you got um, Jackson Rutledge was the pick of the Nationals, who I actually think right now has the best stuff of any pitcher in the draft right now if we're talking that. Uh, so I think he could be a pretty quick mover. He was a Juco arm with not a whole lot of innings on him. Um, so obviously as a Nats fan, I like that pick, but I do think overall fantasy-wise he's got value. The best guy, I think, in the draft was taken by the Indians at 22 or 23 in uh, Daniel Espino. Uh, his stuff is absolutely filthy. He's a high school arm, so there's a lot of projectability left. But I think a comp for him realistically is Pedro Martinez or uh, Jose Fernandez. Wow. I think realistically that's what we're looking at in that kid's stuff. Hmm. Um, I mean, Rob Friedman, the pitching ninja on Twitter, has been saying for months how unfair it is that high school players have to face this guy on a regular basis. Um, so I think the Indians got a big-time steal with that guy. Um, the only reason he dropped that low is because of signability concerns, and some teams don't like drafting high school arms because they get a little iffy. Uh, but, yeah, in terms of that, he now let's be fair, he's not going to be up for three or four years because he is a high school guy. Uh, but in terms of if you're looking for the next future ace from this draft, I think it's this, you know. All right. Well, listen, Matt, the thing is, is that for people who are playing – in these deeper leagues, in these dynasty leagues, once the players get to their, once they sign with their major league teams, then at that point you can start taking them. And so the conversation, while it may not be relevant in fantasy for a couple of years, it's good to get the names out there and understanding who these players are. Matt Sells is with us. Okay, so the last uh, question on the draft here, is there a player or two that was taken that we're not talking about at all that we should be and should have on our radar for the future? Either one or two players, either a hitter or a pitcher. You mentioned Espino, so that's a good one. Is there anyone else that that should be considered a future star in fantasy? Yeah, I think I want to toss out there uh, Matthew Allen. He's a, prep, he's a prep pitcher, arguably the best prep pitcher in the draft. He was taken by the Mets in the middle of the second round. Uh, there are some signability questions because he does have a pretty big-time commitment to Florida in place, so they're going to have to buy him out of that if they want him. But the Mets have a pretty good history of developing very good young pitchers, if you've taken note of their World Series runs and playoff runs the last few years. So he's a guy that's worthwhile watching if he signs with the Mets, which we'll know shortly. And then um, the Yankees took a, a shortstop in the first round. His last name is Wolpe. I'm blanking on his first name. Um, he's a high school shortstop who doesn't wow you overall with his pack, you know, with his tools right now. But there's a lot of the, you know, there's a lot of projectability left, and he's gonna hit for average. He's got very good speed, and there's some pop in there. He could wind up being a 15 homer guy, which at shortstop is still, you know, pretty respectable. So, again, the Yankees are gonna have to buy him out of a commitment to Vandy. Um, but if he signs. He could be worthwhile watching because the Yankees are a little thin at the shortstop spot. 
prospect yeah, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and and it, and it looks like that's a, a key player to to keep an eye on as we move forward. Oh, and another guy. I'll talk about another guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Shay Langoliers, a catcher, yeah, catcher. who's thinking yeah. at a, a Baylor, mm-hmm. who a lot of teams actually think of is better defensively than Adley Rutschman, um, and his pop times speak to it because in junior year or sophomore year he threw out seventy percent of would-be base dealers with a 1.7 to 1.8 second pop time, which not to get too technical, but it's basically that's how fast the catcher gets the ball out of his glove and starts throwing it to the base. Right. Um, and his bat can play. So I think that Langoliers, who went to the Braves, who also, by the way, don't have any catching depth None. in their system, yeah. uh, I think he could be up pretty quick with them as well. Yeah, they have Contreras, his brother, uh, they have Tyler Flowers. Yeah, I mean, it, it would it would seem to be possible. The offense is definitely the you know questionable in terms of what he can do for fantasy. But uh, listen, if uh, if Pedro Severino, Matt, as you know, can have eight home <laughs> runs and hit three in one game, I, I think that everybody's up for discussion. Okay, so speaking of which, let's dive in a little bit, real quick, Matt, to the fantasy impact of Kimbrel. Uh, in the major league level, going to the Chicago Cubs, there's a report out this morning saying the Rays were the runner up there, which is crazy considering all the bullpen arms they have there with Castillo and Alvarado and Chaz Rowe. I guess they're even trying to shorten the game more, or maybe even use Kimbrel as the opener. That's nuts. So uh, <laughs> Twins were in the mix too. I mean, Kimbrel to the Cubs has to be as good a spot as any, Matt. I mean, if you're a Strope owner, you're upset. If you're a Brandon Morrow owner, you could probably cut him. But Kimbrel to Chicago, I would think, if he's right, could get you 15, 20 saves the rest of the season, no? Yeah, I mean, look at the offense and look at the offenses in the division that they play in. Every time they play the Brewers and Cardinals, it's a close game. So, I mean, it doesn't matter how many runs the offense puts up if the pitching staff's allowing as many, he's getting save chances. So, if he's right, which there's a question about because he hasn't faced major league hitting in like eight months now, um, and he did kind of tail off a little bit at the end there last year with the Red Sox. Um, he's, you know, still a premier closer. Nobody's going to challenge Kimbrell for the saves in Chicago at this point. Certainly not throw or Morrow or Ciszek or, you know, any of the other guys or Kinsler. Um, and that pen has been, it's been good of late, but it started off pretty rough. So this is going to stabilize that bullpen. Some guys are going to get rolls settled down. Uh, so, yeah, if he's for some reason still available, you need to go grab him immediately because uh, he's a bona fide closer and he ain't going to lose that job. Yeah. Are there any players right now on the radar, Matt, that you'd be targeting that are uh, rookies that are set to come up in fantasy? Because it's a completely different year. Normally around this time in a week, it's the Super 2 date. And there's usually six or seven kids that are called up and you get the extra service time for a major league team. But we saw Keston Hira come up already. We saw Austin Riley come up already. Tatis at the beginning of the season. And so most of the elite rookies, at least that I thought would participate in baseball in June, have already been up at this point. Um, have you been scouting any minor league guys that you know of at this point, whether it's a pitcher or a hitter? that you think can have any kind of impact over the next few weeks that we can get ahead of this thing and, and get the guy now? Yeah, so there's a couple. Uh, one of them is in your neck of the woods. I've been all over Zach Gallen this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been, I've, I think I've written them up in four separate prospect reports. This <laughs> okay. year I do those weekly to give yep. you an idea. So we're talking he's been in roughly half of them. 
Um, and, you know, the Marlins need some pitching help. Yeah, they got really talented young pitchers, but they, they still need some rotation help. So I think Gallon can be up quickly. For some reason, Jordan Alvarez hasn't been called up by the Astros, but that call-up should be imminent at this point. Uh, there's no reason to keep him down anymore. John Duplantier just got called up for the Diamondbacks. He started a couple of games. He'll be in their rotation full term. Uh, a guy that just caught my eye this week is Jack Woodard of the Cardinals. Uh, he could be a back-end rotation guy if Genesis Cabrera doesn't work out. The White Sox are probably close to calling up Dylan Cease, another pitcher, top-flight arm, ace-caliber stuff. Uh, so there's there's definitely some more guys. Luis Urias could be back up with the, uh, the Padres. Padres here quickly because yeah. mm-hmm. their second base position offensively is like second or third worst in baseball this year. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's still several guys that I think will be up here in the next uh, two weeks. Matt, thank you so much for coming on a lot of good knowledge with the draft and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Maybe we'll, we'll enlighten some people on NASCAR if we can go that route, but congratulations on your award and thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Okay. Sure thing. All right, Matt Sells with us here on FNTSY. You can follow Matt over at Fantasy Alarm and um, does a great job there with all the writing that he does for them. And you can tell it covers basically all sports there. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at The Selzman, S-E-L-Z-M-A-N, at The Selzman. FST here on FNTSY Radio. Coming up next... We'll dive back into some fantasy baseball discussion. We've got our Thursday preview of the games tonight and then our exit velocity segment. I'm Craig Mish here on FNTSY. We've got one more segment to go, and then we'll turn it over to full-time fantasy at the top of the hour with Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto. Don't go away. I'll be right back. your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Searching for an outdoor oasis but don't have time to catch a flight? Join us in the heart of Midtown at Versa, packed with good vibes, great views, and service unmatched. Fully stocked with five bars throughout the venue. Aside from our stellar dining menu, Tuesday through Friday, our culinary team has curated a delectable rotation of food activations to be featured on our patio from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Join us for nonstop fun on one of New York City's largest patios as rooftop season is finally upon us. Located at 215 West 35th Street, New York, New York. Official partners of the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? 
Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Make it rain. Guy in North Carolina just won $344.6 million off of a back of a fortune cookie, played the exact numbers. First of all, if you open up the damn fortune cookie and you read it, it's not because you love the taste of fortune cookies. You're doing it because a part of you is like, all right, this could be the truth here, man. That could change my life. And it actually happened to a dude, and I cannot believe it. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. It's Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish with you here until 2 o'clock. And then full-time fantasy is going to take over. I'll be back here tomorrow on our Friday edition. And then, wow, our first week is done. How about that? First week is done of shows here. My first uh, four shows almost in the books. And for those people who are listening, you know, on demand is just such a great way to, to listen to shows. Now, so many people are doing podcasts and us having the ability to do the show live and podcasted on FantasySportsNetwork.com, AudioBoom.com. Like that, that to me, like hosting has not been the problem. The problem for me is, is, is understanding that SportsGrid is just literally everywhere <laughs> and every possible provider you can listen on and I just can't keep up. <laughs> it's it's a lot. It, there's there's so many different ways I'm getting emails and texts and links and it's like I thought that I was tech savvy and digitally savvy and I realized joining this group here that I am not. I am I am behind. Now maybe there are some other people that are even behind me. Like I thought my acumen on a scale of 1 to 10 was like a 7, but these guys are 10. And I'm just I'm just trying to to ride along here and, and understand that. So if you guys message me on social media, like where is this and where is that? How do I access this? It's like I have to like send texts and and get help. But what I've learned is is as follows: we are free and we are live every day, and we are free and live every day for two hours. That I know. Okay, I've accomplished that. The ways that you could listen to us free for sure, in the easiest ways, is one like you're probably doing right now on the FNTSY app. The other way is fantasysportsnetwork.com, which is the website. You can just pull it up, click play, and you're in. The other way would be iHeartRadio's app, which is also free. The fourth way is TuneIn. 
And then there are like a million others that I have to stop at that point. Now, on demand, it is the FNTSY app. The other way that I believe it was uh, Mike that sent it to me, Cardano, and this was, this was an easy way, was going to audioboom.com. That was a new one for me. Like, audioboom.com, sure. Sounds like a great site. Go to it. I typed in FST. Boom, there I was. I typed in Craig Mish. Boom, there I was. So I'm like, okay, I know audioboom.com is going to have it every day. So Bavona's got to, like, upload this show to, like, a billion places, and there's just so many different ways that you can access it, which makes this show so interactive and so easy to get to love, and hopefully you guys do that every day. On tomorrow's show, by the way, our Three Up, Three Down segment, this is another, like, experiment. We're doing experiment radio here. Mike Masato, who is in the NFBC and has basically his own – uh, elite league that he plays in every year. I've been broadcasting the NFBC uh, Friday night uh, event for years, and Mike is going to join us to play a little three up, three down, and I'm sure that we'll have some guests and, and some fun along the way with that as well. By the way, the number to dial me up is 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879. Let me give you a little bit of an idea as to the uh, – the game's coming up a little bit later. I want to do my little preview here before we get out of here. Also, if you want two risk-free wagers for up to $1,000, go to pointsbet.com grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code grid, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet by. For example, if you take the Browns minus three and they cover the spread by six, then you receive six times your stake. That is pointsbet.com slash grid. You can enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. And that is how you get involved with uh, pointsbet.com. Okay, so in terms of today's games, let's uh, walk you through a little bit some of the afternoon games that are going on right now, and then we'll move on to the evening games. We uh, mentioned that the Giants were taking on the Mets, and that score is 3-2 Giants right now. The Mets were minus 169. Ahmed Rosario, Dominic Smith, Brandon Belt have all homered in that game. Pirates over the Braves, 3-1. Polanco, Freeman, and Colin Moran all have homers in that one. Bottom of the second, the Cardinals taking on the Reds. And there is no score in that game. Okay, so the games that have not started yet, so if you're playing in the, in the full slate DFS, too late probably for you. If you're playing afternoon, evening, let me break some of these down for you. Brewers taking on the Marlins, 2-10 Eastern. Miami, of course, has won the first two games of this series. It's Freddie Peralta, who is minus 180 on the money line, uh, against Caleb Smith. The total is eight and a half in that game. Two ten Eastern start Marlins and Brewers. Two twenty Eastern start. We've got the Rockies and Cubs. Jose Quintana goes for Chicago. Phil Lambert goes for the Rockies. Quintana's minus one ninety, and the total is eight and a half. That's a two twenty start today at Wrigley Field. A couple of other games going on right now that are active: Detroit and Tampa. They're tied at one. In the second inning, and the Royals are on top of the Red Sox right now, uh, one nothing as they play in the bottom of the second as well. This afternoon in Seattle, the Mariners take on the Astros. Tommy Malone, yes, that same Tommy Malone, 
is on the hill for the M's, and Justin Verlander throws for Houston. Should be no surprise that the Astros are minus 205 on the money line today, and the total is 8. 707 Eastern, Yankees and Blue Jays. Who would have thought that the Jays would take the first two games of the series, but they have. The total is 10, of course, tonight. Edwin Jackson pitches for Toronto, and for the Yankees, it's J.A. Happ. Yankees are minus 195 favorite to not get swept at Toronto. Minnesota at Cleveland, probably one of the best pitching matchups of the night, or maybe even of the week. Jose Barrios is on the mound for Minnesota. For Cleveland, it's Trevor Bauer. Indians are a slight favorite, minus 110. Money line, total 8.5, trending over toward that. That's 710 Eastern, Twins and Indians. At 8.05 Eastern, it's the Orioles and the Rangers. This is one of the higher totals on the board. Hess throws for Baltimore. Gerardo throws for Texas. And the Rangers are minus 180 on the money line. 10.07 Eastern, Mike Fires of no-hitter fame is a slight underdog today at the Angels with Tyler Skaggs on the mound. And the total in that game is, looks like nine and a half, although it's trending toward the under. Washington is at San Diego. Patrick Corbin against Joey Lucchese. Padres minus 113 on the money line, and the total is seven and a half. And I think that pretty much closes out the Major League Baseball schedule for today the nhl tonight we have the boston bruins taking on the st louis blues and boston is minus 150 on the money line the total is five and a half trending pretty heavily toward the under i think this is going to be a five at some point but uh, should be a good game tonight in the nhl maybe we could get a good nba finals and a great stanley cup finals that certainly would be uh, a lot of fun if we could end up getting that uh, okay, back to some other kind of news and notes and information. This was kind of funny yesterday. I saw this, uh, caught it on, uh, I believe it was YouTube, I'm not sure. But Mike Francesa, of course, who hosts for WFAN in New York, he had uh, Mickey Calloway, the manager of the New York Mets, on the show. And it was really funny. You could check out the clip online. Uh, Francesa basically uh, had Calloway on to talk about everything that was going on with the Mets. And Calloway asked Francesa, asked him if he thought that Pete Alonso should be in the home run derby. <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting. I would love it if I could get to that point of stature where managers and coaches would ask me what I should do. But I thought that that was kind of a, a little bit of a curious note there. Because in general, look, when it comes to the home run derby, you, you got to have good players in this thing. And every year, some of these guys don't want to do it. For me, I, I don't know that it makes a huge difference one way or the other. There's been things proven that guys' swings will be helped, swings will be hurt by doing it. The one example that everyone goes back to was like 10 years ago when Bobby Abreu was in the home run derby and then he didn't hit a lot of home runs. David Wright's made some comments about it. But the home run derby is now at the point where it's – it's probably gotten gone past the All-Star game. Now that the All-Star game doesn't mean anything anymore, I just don't know how interesting it is for people. And remember, the fanfare surrounding the All-Star game is not nearly what it was, but yet the Home Run Derby is, is usually the night that everybody wants to watch. I have personally been to... Uh, how many Home Run Derbies have I been to? I think I've been to three. 
I've been to the Home Run Derby in uh, in City Field about five years ago when Yoenis Cespedes uh, won that. I went to the Home Run Derby at the old Yankee Stadium when Josh Hamilton won that one. And then I went to the one in Miami, uh, that Home Run Derby, where... Uh, I don't even remember who ended up winning that one. It wasn't Stanton and it wasn't Boer. I got to take a look at this. Uh, home run derby, Miami. How bad is that? Uh, run derby, Miami. Let me type that in here and see. Uh, 2017 home run derby was at Marlins Park. I was in the outfield. There was nothing hit to me. That's what I remember. Oh, Aaron Judge won that one. Yeah, Aaron Judge ended up winning the, the home run derby. That shouldn't be a huge surprise. I actually got tickets. And sat in left field, and nothing even came my way. I thought I'd catch like five balls. <laughs> How stupid am I? I didn't even come close. And I was in the first row of the outfield. Complete disaster. So either way, when they have the home run derby in Cleveland, I am praying for baseball that some of the big names in the game are in this thing. I thought I saw somewhere yesterday that a reporter asked Vladimir Guerrero Jr., if he would participate in it, and he said yes. So that was pretty cool. Okay, Bavona, we got to uh, end up the show here strong, so let's do it with a little exit velocity. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! Exit velocity. Nice velocity. When does the new Top Gun movie come out? Chris, do you have any idea? When is, when is the date of that, you know? All right, great, great commentary there. Uh, I believe it comes out next summer, but I'm not sure about that either. We'll have to see. Tom Cruise movies in general, everyone goes to see those. There you go. What, what did I say? One year from now, June 26, 2020, Chris Bavona will be there in the front row with his dogs eating popcorn. He'll be there. Okay, my exit velocity. How do we end the show with some sort of hot take that probably isn't really hot, but uh, we're, we're going to try. We'll try to get it done. How about Craig Kimbrell signing? Yeah, that's fine. What about the guys that are still out there? We passed that June deadline. Why isn't Evan Gaddis on a team? How is it possible that Evan Gaddis went from winning the World Series two years ago with the Astros and cannot even sniff a gig? Matt Holiday played really well at the end of the last season for Colorado. You're telling me there's no American League team that would just put him on the bench, have him come off the bench and hit? Are they waiting till the postseason again? No team for Matt Holiday. James Shields. Look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that James Shields is going to go on some team and post a DRA in the twos and win 10 games. But no one's taking it. Like, teams are taking a shot on Urban Santana, and they're not taking a shot on James Shields. These guys can't even get one-year deals anymore. And again, we're past the date of any kind of compensation for any player at this point. Weird. And then my final player, and we need this guy back in baseball for more reasons than one. Here on Exit Velocity, what about Bartolo Colon? Is it over? Is it done for Bartolo Colon? We had that fake report a few weeks ago. That Cologne was going to end up signing with, uh, was it Texas? I don't even remember who it was. That's how <laughs> that, that's how it doesn't matter. You're telling me that Bartolo Cologne can't make 10 starts the rest of the season, post an ERA of the fours, give you seven strikeouts per nine, get you like five wins, 
For the better of baseball, we got to have Bartolo Colon back in the big league. So my exit velocity today. Come on, guys. Get these guys signed. Evan Gaddis, Matt Holliday, James Shields, Bartolo Colon. And then, yeah, of course, Dallas Keuchel still come there, but he's going to sign pretty soon. And that's our exit velocity segment for the day. We just lit that on fire. The world is on fire from that hot take of baseballs. I, I, I mean, I am the hot take king. Like, they, they got to give me my own hot take show here on FNTSY. But we'll, we'll, we'll put it on at night, at like midnight. I'll do all the hot takes you want. Well, our show is coming to a close, folks. Here's what's coming up next. We've got full-time fantasy with Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto. Surprised I have not heard from Adam Ronis at all this week. It's been a very quiet texting week for Adam Ronis. Usually he's weighing in on something with me, but I haven't heard from him. I'll have to I'm always the one that has to initiate. Okay, fine. I'll 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 be the one to do that. Uh Dr. Roto Mark Bloom, my good friend, he will be on coming up next as well. They'll take you through all the great scenarios in the NBA and fantasy uh coming up for the next two hours. Uh, game time decisions a little bit later in the show. And then I'll be back here tomorrow at noon. As I mentioned, we have our three up, three down segment. Always some fun guests, some fun discussion, which we will do. Give you an opportunity and you make the call to pick segments. And then we close out the week. I'll head to the Marlins Braves game on Friday night. Probably do some baseball this weekend and into next week. And then pop right back on with you with some fun guests next week. I'm expecting to to now really start to you know, bring in some more players and, and general managers and people that can really help you win in your fantasy baseball league. Thanks again to Brad Ziegler from coming on. Thanks again to Matt Sells from Fantasy Alarm for coming on. Thanks again to Chris Pavona, my producer here on the show. I'll look forward to speaking to you tomorrow at noon Eastern. We got full-time fantasy coming up next. I'm Craig Mish. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. See ya.